Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to Compassionately You. Today we are here with Susan Clark. Hi, Susan. Hi, Bree. Thank you for letting me do this with you. I'm really excited for this opportunity. Oh, I'm so thankful you're here. I cannot wait for you guys to hear what Susan is all about in her journey. Her business is Health Training Performance, and she was trained as a personal trainer. She also does uh, nutrition counseling and meditation. But I want to give her the opportunity to talk more about why she created her business and just her journey through everything. So, Susan, tell us everything. <laughs> wow, everything. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I studied athletic training, which falls under the sports medicine umbrella, at the University of Michigan. Um, so we go blue in my house. Um, and... Um, that was a really amazing experience. I met some wonderful people. I got to do things that I never imagined I'd be able to do. Um, I worked with, you know, I, I was a Division One athlete my first two years. I was on the crew team. I had walked on um, after a knee injury that I suffered um, playing soccer. We'll say suffered, and that will come into play here. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, going into my senior year, um, I had a knee injury, and it kind of changed some things for me. But when they went in to do my surgery, um, at the ripe age of 17, they discovered that I had arthritis already. Wow. Um, yeah, and um, having been a competitive athlete to that point, it struck me, but I also was 17 and bulletproof, so <laughs> didn't fully comprehend what that meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, so went on, like I said, to um, join the crew team, and that was really cool. And then I, um, I had started out in engineering um, because I did math and science, and I was uh, allegedly good at those things, and so that was what I was supposed to do, <laughs> and we do what we're supposed to do, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, so a bit of a, a, bit of a mind, mindset shift from then to now, but at that time, that's what I was buying in on, and, um, you know, quickly figured out that wasn't right for me, um, that wasn't going to be a good fit for me, so got out of that did some just kind of wandering around campus for a while, mm -hmm. floating around, didn't really have a major, and then discovered athletic training, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like everything I love. I get to help people. Mm -hmm. I get to be around sports, which is something I've always been passionate about. 
Um, and I get to do like something in the health and medical field, which is, um, just something cool. Growing up, everybody always kind of thought I'd be a doctor or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, if my brother, my brothers are older than I, and say would get hurt, I would be quick to come and try to fix it. (laughs) Um, And so that sort of made sense to me. And so when this athletic training thing came on my radar, I was like, I didn't realize this existed. Like, why? who is, why has no one told me about this? Um, And so it was great. It was a really good experience. Um, But it is nights, weekends, and holidays. And so after a while, I quickly figured out that that wasn't going to be a sustainable choice for me, for Mm -hmm. what I wanted um, in my life and for my family. Um, and so, um, I stayed after I graduated, I stayed on with the men's lacrosse team there for a while and then, um, decided to shift into the personal training side of things. Um, so I got certified in personal training back in 2005. Um, and I've been using that in different ways. Um, ever since um and over time that pesky arthritis thing came back um or made itself more visible never really went away but Mm -hmm. um you know it's up and down and um but I realized quickly by my early 20s that if I didn't make some changes and start doing some things um I had two choices one I was going to be in a wheelchair by the time I was, you know, 30 or maybe even 25. Oh, my goodness. Um, if I stopped moving, I knew that wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not moving just was not something I was going to do. So, um, but I also knew that I couldn't keep doing the things the way I had been doing them because my body was not going to allow that. Um, and everybody's journey with these things are different. And um, some people um, are you know, their bodies respond differently. And so they're maybe able to do more or whatever. And I've, I've been able to do things here and there. Um, mm. I've run a marathon. Wow. Um, oh my um, yeah, which is really cool. Um, a trail marathon because I do not run on the road anymore. Um, and that was one of the changes I had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I found, what worked for me and you know I say that I ran which I did I ran a marathon I you know did it in my goal time um I did not train ever more than three days a week um, Mm -hmm. while I was training for my marathon so that was one of those things I had to figure out what worked for my body and what works for my body is to have more rest maybe than say your average or non-affected athlete um or person um so I have taken that and you know having like I said been a part of the fitness industry for a long time and I don't like that term but we'll use it because everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say it (laughs) um um, I realized there was just so much going on there that I didn't like it was so focused on your body doesn't look like this and mm-hmm. really negative. Um, and let's move as a means of offsetting the other things that you did, um, where movement became 
a, a punishment as opposed to being a celebration of what you can do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, cool, six weeks till, you know, beach season, you know, let's get your body ready. No, you know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> cool, like, if you want to look different in your bathing suit because that makes you feel good about yourself, great, go for it. I am here for it. I will cheer you on. I will help you with that. But make sure your reasons are that it's for yourself and that it's not about trying to be quote unquote better, but it's trying to achieve something that you've set out to achieve. Yes. Um, and you know what? Six weeks to, you know, beach season, like I said, cool, put on your bathing suit. You're ready. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And you know what? Rock it with some confidence because you have you look amazing um and not to and and I I want to be careful to say like obviously health is a different thing right sure like there are actual measurable determinants for health um that are highly correlated to um often highly correlated to what your body maybe looks like um and so yeah we have to be very mindful of those things and make sure we're handling those things but those things aren't always um they don't always go hand in hand you can have a really quote-unquote thin or skinny body and have cholesterol through the roof yeah um so great you look amazing in your bathing suit but or whatever outfit you want to put on but that doesn't make you healthy and so really looking at that whole picture and how does your mental health play into that right and um, your mental health, your emotional health, um, and your physical health are, and spiritual health, however you want to group those, they all go together and they all play together. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine from college um, is now a track coach at Stanford. Um, he is somebody who I really admire and I'm so happy to watch him just have such great um, success in his life, right? He's doing really well. He's got a beautiful wife and they have the most adorable son and, Mm -hmm. um, things are going really well for him. But one of the things that I, you know, from the outside look at and see with him is that so much of that has come from why even we ever became friends initially, right? It's that positivity and that mindset and just but also his approach is very similar. And so one of the things that he, he used an example of, like, if you're going to finals and you have your, you know, collegiate athletes going into finals and maybe it's the end of their season or nearing the end of their season, you aren't going to put them through things at practice that you maybe normally would. Yeah. Right? You have to make sure those loads are balanced because you're setting them up for failure otherwise. And I'm paraphrasing and probably horribly. But, but, you know, if you have a high level of mental stress and you put your body through a high level of physical stress, something's got to give. Yeah. Something's going to wear down. You don't want either of those things, right? If you're dealing with a student athlete, both of those things are very important. And in life in general, 
our mental health and our physical health are very important. Obviously, they're crucial. Mm-hmm. And so you want you need to make sure that you're balancing those things. So and that looks different for different people, but making sure that you're mindful of what you're doing and your stress level this week. For some people that means, hey, I want to be out running a little longer, I want to move more weight or you know whatever it is. But it often can mean I actually have to dial it back a little. Maybe instead of going for, you know, a really intense workout, I go for something a little lighter or a little shorter or whatever it is because that will balance out with the fact that I'm expending more energy here, here, or there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. No, I love everything you're saying and... I feel like, so you've said so many good points that relate to just like the differences in where the fitness industry, some of it is heading now and where a lot of it should head now to be focusing more on the individual, kind of like meeting the individual where they're at. And like you said, listening to what you need that week, what it looks like for everyone else is different. And you don't want to add all that mental and physical stress and then basically burn out, Um, which I think is very common in the old kind of setting of fitness industry. So with with what you do, with what you've been through with your own chronic um, arthritis and being on that side of being that personal trainer, being that athletic trainer, probably seeing a lot of people go through injuries and seeing then what they have to do. Um, just tell us a little bit about how your, how what you are doing is different from the mainstream. Like what, what types of things um, do you take into account? Um, I mean, one of them is the mindset, the positivity that you're talking about. But yeah, just... Okay, absolutely. So I think um, the best, or at least um, the easiest way yeah. <laughs> um, for me to describe that, and then and um, is to kind of use an example. Um, and then if um, I'm off point, you can kind of direct. Oh, you know, no. you can clarify <laughs> a question for me. But sure. um, I, for instance, um, I spend more time getting to know a client mm-hmm. and um, then probably most, um, I don't know, most others. And, I, and, and yeah. there are other people doing it really well. I don't want to take anything away from them. But um, I, I spend a little bit more time with that, but not just initially, but throughout my process. So as I'm working with a client, I'm we spend more um more time in conversation and in communication. And um, I'm very deliberate about walking in the door. I train out of clients' homes primarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's something about being in your own space. I think it removes one of the, you know, there are a lot of barriers to movement um, for people. One is being around other people, right? Like that Mm -hmm. can be really intimidating, especially if you, aren't somebody who has been in a gym setting a lot or you're somebody that's just really getting going with moving your body in different ways. Um, So that can be really intimidating. So that's one way I try to remove barriers and do things a little differently, right? Let's do it in your space. 
Um, and the other um, barrier that's removing is uh, it's taking one more uh, reason to not show up off the table. Yeah. You don't have to get out of your house. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to get in your car and drive somewhere. I'm going to come to you because it's really about you being healthier. And maybe in time that mindset, you will come to, you will in time see and feel the benefits of what you're doing. And that will become a valuable motivator for you. But initially, if that's not your thing, that's probably a pretty big deterrent. Like, I could just stay here or I could get in my car and drive somewhere and walk inside in the cold and then you know, all the things. So I'm trying to remove that. But um, on the communication thing, so when I walk into your space, now that I've gotten to know you a little bit and you've invited me into your space, which is something I'm really grateful for, right? Because yeah. that is, that's something to have somebody in your home, right? And so, um, I now, because I've taken more time in conversation with you, can hear you telling me about your day or your week, and maybe not always you explicitly telling me about your day or your week, but the things you pick up on when you get to know someone, right? The the body language or the way that was said or whatever it is to go, okay, yeah, that workout we had planned for today isn't going to happen the way we had planned it. And so... I walk in usually with two to three different plans in my head, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes all written down, but, <laughs> but always in my head, um, and I see how you're doing that day. So I may have walked, I may have been like so excited, like I came up with this like killer workout, it's going to be awesome, you're just going to nail it out of the park because you've been making such good progress, and I walk in and you are just down, and you are beat, yeah. like it's been a long week. You know, you just haven't slept, whatever, right? You got a new puppy, and your puppy doesn't let you sleep, whatever. (laughs) Uh Um, And you know what? Okay, that thing that I had planned, which is a really good fit for you, isn't a good fit for you today. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to focus on some stretching and some breath work and really, like, getting you into a clearing space where this time is still really well spent, but in a different way than we maybe thought. And... Now, when I come and see you in a couple days, we will probably be able to do that other workout that we had planned and really, like, knock it out of the park, um, to use a (laughs) sports metaphor. Yes, yes. (laughs) And, but, you know, had I pushed you through that today, realistically, a couple days from now, we probably aren't doing anything, and or you're sick, or I've lost you for good, like, you're, you're done. You, you want nothing to do with this process anymore because instead of giving you energy, one of the great benefits to exercise and movement, right, is that it can give you more energy, um, is that now I'm taking that energy away. Yeah. And that's not beneficial to you. And so that's one way that I think I do it differently. I just, I adjust on the fly. Not that people don't make adjustments, but I make maybe larger adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more willing to take that time and say, okay, yeah, we're going to still move your body, but we're just going to do it a lot differently than maybe we originally planned because that is what you need today. And it's more about creating that lifestyle of, okay, we want to have movement. That's something that's good as humans. And we want to make sure it's something that's sustainable 
And so making those adjustments depending on what works for that person and what headspace they're in and what happened that week and the communication is key. And listening, you're a listener. You make them feel heard and you just go with whatever is going to be best. And that's, um, I think that's something that's not a teachable skill sometimes. <laughs> that's something kind of like people are innately born with is those soft skills or ability to really just read people, even if that person is like, no, everything's fine. Let's just do it. It's like, no, I think <laughs> let's try to do this. And so um, that's uh, quite amazing. And I think that's what really needs to be added into just like any, whether it's the fitness world or any part of avenue of life, the communication, the making people feel heard, taking um, where they're at and just trying to be with them where they're at and what's best in that moment. So thank you. <laughs> no, no thank, thank you um, for, for saying that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, that it got, well, and it comes down to right, communication and trust. That's what most relationships come down to. And if your idea as a trainer, as a coach, as a teacher, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're interacting with other people um, for more than, say, a brief transaction, <laughs> yeah. um, you, you, if you want to get the best out of both you and this person that you're helping um you have to build trust and that's built on communication and so um that piece is really crucial you know saying i i want to know what's going on with you because here's something i can do and i i had a um a client who, and I really struggle with technology, I'll say. <laughs> you <laughs> but, and me um, both. You and me both. <laughs> right? Who maybe struggled with technology more than I did. This is not my wheelhouse. I am a personal trainer and a coach. I do wellness. I do health. I do life coaching, you know. <laughs> um, but you know what? She was struggling with some stuff um, with, like, I don't know, technology, Facebook, whatever, and she needed some help with it. And you know what? We took two minutes to sit down and do it because it was one of the few things I actually knew how to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, we took two minutes out of our time to do that. And, you know, a week later, she came back and thanked me. She's like, do you know that you spending that two minutes meant that I didn't waste two hours and get frustrated and not be able to do something so simple, which helped her communicate with her daughter who was Aww, away at school. You yeah. know, and I was just like, oh my goodness. And I didn't even think anything of it at the time. She wanted, she needed help. I knew how to do it. So we just fixed it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but that sort of thing, being open to the idea that like, I'm here to help you. And that doesn't have to look like just one thing. Yes. Um, and that builds trust too. Um, and I, and I, think that it helps them to, you know, a client or a person to just say, hey, you know, she's got my back. She's looking out for me. It's not just about 
can she get me to, you know, move 15 more pounds in the next whatever time frame? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and there's, I think, a lot of importance and value to that. But it all, what it all comes down to is, like, I will go back to grade school here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I treat other people the way I would like to be treated. You know, with respect and dignity and help. Like, who doesn't, like, you just need some help sometimes, and that's okay. So how do we do that, and how do we listen well, and how do I want, I want to walk away from an interaction feeling, you know, worst case scenario, feeling neutral, right? Just be like, that happened. (laughs) You know, best case scenario, feeling like either I added something to for them to their day or they added something for me right yeah um ideally we both added something and I want to feel that way like I said in every interaction and that's a pretty lofty goal because we're human and we're not perfect but mm-hmm. but that's how I want to feel when I walk away from city in my personal life when in you know in my just in my daily interactions I want to treat people the way I want to be treated and so I think shifting that from like, hey, this is a business to, hey, like, this is about people um, and and thinking that way and trying to treat my clients that way, going, you know, if, if this trainer that I had at X, Y, or Z point had taken a few minutes to listen to what I had to say, like, I would probably still be training with them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that mindset, I guess, but just being, yeah, just treating others like we want to be treated. I know it's such like, a, I feel like it's ingrained in us because of what we're told in grade, grade school, whoops, grade school. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's, it takes commitment and really like, focusing on that to do it daily um I do think it's a conscious effort and it's a it's a thing that people can all do but they've got to take that that step so I'm very thankful that you are doing that but applying it not just in you know personal area of your life but also within a business industry that has seen a lot of flack (laughs) recently (laughs) And again, movement is very helpful. And for me, um, I like do moderate exercise, but I haven't been doing it recently because every time I get really intense in it and then I get sick or like now it's gotten to the point where I think mentally I'm like scared of it. And so I'll even just do like yoga and then like a day later I'm just sick and I'm like, whoa. So it's like change. Yeah, it's, um, it's just interesting the way that exercise can be, I don't know, felt or something. Right now I have to like break through my own mental block of it's all right if I go on a, like right now going on walks is like the only thing I can really do where I know I'm not going to get sick. But like, I, I like yoga. Like I even like Pilates and now that it's like I can't do. And I'm like, man, someday. But again, <laughs> That's why I'm enjoying listening to you personally too, because it's like it's baby it's baby steps and taking yourself where you're at. And if what you can do is walking right now, then do that. And then again, try something you enjoy. Try to do the yoga again and do it slow and do it mild. And then 
wait for a few days and <laughs> right. I'm talking no, myself up based I, on everything you're saying. So, <laughs> but, good. well, I love that. Yeah. And, well, and I think that, and that's hard. First of all, let me just, yeah, please let's take a minute and acknowledge that that is really hard. Like it feels on certain days, I not to put words in your mouth. I'm going to tell you what it feels like for me. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me if it's different for you, but it feels like your body's completely betrayed you. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Like, With you know what? It's like, <laughs> I why? Food you, and I try to take care of you. <laughs> like, and, and really? <laughs> like, exactly. Um, but, it, yeah. and it is like kind of going back to the, you know, chronic you with your arthritis and me with my myriad of things. Um, <laughs> it, the chronic stuff, you know, it's always there and it can, you can have a flare up or, you know, you get older and learn, yeah, maybe walking or tiny bits of yoga at a time is going to be best for you but it is kind of like a little bit of almost like you're grieving for the types of things like you used to enjoy that you can't really do anymore that might have been like different types of physical activity um and maybe one day but I don't yeah anyway not to make this be a sad ending no but um absolutely that's so true and that's so part of it right it is Mm -hmm. a grieving process truly like that's something that like maybe or maybe you didn't ever make that a part of your identity but it's something you did and it was a piece of you and yeah so when that changes that that's a loss and that's something that you yeah, you have to <laughs> have to acknowledge because you can choose not to, but it'll pop back up. Yes, no repression. <laughs> it'll, it'll mm-hmm. you know, uh, it'll, it'll it'll let you. It'll remind you that you chose to ignore it. Yeah. So, you know, acknowledging those feelings is always really important, and not that you hold on to them forever, but you sit with them and let them be, and go through the process, and then move forward with that, as opposed to moving through it. And yeah, when I, I I don't know if that was the best way to put it, but that's no, the, it's that's perfect. The way it came out yeah. right now, right? It's yeah. that you're you're moving forward, and that's still a part of you. Mm-hmm. It's just different now, and it's changed. And so maybe that looks like okay, cool. I can walk right now, like you said, right? Like I can walk. I can't. And when I do yoga, it doesn't play out well. But you know what? Maybe instead of trying to go through like a twenty minute flow, I do like like five minutes you know five minutes of you know and maybe of that five minutes two and a half minutes is child's pose Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the rest is cat cow you know it just really lightening it up and finding ways that you can still incorporate little bits into what you're doing um and adding those things in slowly um so that they're still there so there's still that piece and then I had, I was um, struggling at one point, and a friend of mine was, and I was like, man, the yoga thing, I just can't get on the mat right now, like, it's just, like, you're talking about a little yeah, bit of a yeah. mental thing, but I'm like, I just cannot get on that mat right now, like, it's just, it's not happening, man, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, right now, for me, my daily yoga practice looks like me doing some yoga breathing, and I was like, oh, that's what? perfect, I was like, that's it. You're right. Like, it doesn't have to look like an hour in a studio with a bunch of other people. And it doesn't have to look like 20 minutes at your house with a video or on your own or whatever. Mm -hmm. It can look like taking some time just to get back to your breath work. So, 
you know, that was really, I don't know, I found that really encouraging at the time to go, okay, yeah, that's a different way of looking at it. Like, I didn't think of it that way. And, like, how can I still be a part of the things that I love, even though that might look different? Exactly. No, I really like that image of just, like, kind of focusing on the breathwork first or, like, starting in the mind. And then the breathwork is, like, kind of making your body sync with your mind and get ready. And then it's ready for the day. And then eventually, who knows what you might be able to add on. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, being here and just everything that you shared. I think it's really going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. And um, if people wanted to connect with you, I'll put this in the podcast notes too, but I always like people to say it too. Um, How can they find you? What is your website? Absolutely. Um, Okay, my website is not your best place to connect with me right now because it's about (laughs) it's about to um, to find a new look. So um, it's going to kind of be in transition for a little bit here under reconstruction. But so then, Facebook um, or Instagram? My Facebook page (laughs) and my Instagram are great ways to reach out to me. Um, So on Facebook, Health Training Performance LLC. Um, and on Insta at HT Performance LLC. Um, and, um, and then email is always great, and it's just susan.clark at healthtrainingperformance.com. It's a mouthful, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Um, but those are great ways to connect with me, and um, I would love to sit down and... Um, just take some time to get to know some of your, some of your followers um, and, um, and see what, what kind of great things we can do. I'm just really excited. I have some cool stuff coming up. Um, and, um, I can't say too much right now because there's still early stages, but there's some pretty cool stuff coming up soon and some events that we're going to have going on. So, um, yeah. So keep looking for those. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to see what's happening in January. So that'll be really fun. Um, Well, thanks again. Thank you so much for your time. Just um, telling us more about what you do, why you do it, and your own personal journey through having arthritis diagnosed at 17. That's very unique to (laughs) not very many people get that. So I hope that if someone out there might have gone through something similar, they'll connect and reach out. So. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I hope so too. And help each other um, and just journey together because that's what it's about, right? It really is. That is what it is all about. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, everybody. And I hope you have a wonderful Monday. And this has been Compassionately You. I'd like to learn more about today's episode you can go to brielugenville.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Bree at brielugenville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.